You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Another episode of Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's Marvel podcast. It's Anthony and Aurora here talking another two episodes of Luke Cage. A man whom I believe we've discussed in the past looks quite good in a tuxedo. Yes, he does. Uh, No tuxedos, I believe, in these two episodes. No, but what a twist. Good nonetheless. Uh, Boy, (laughs) was there a twist. There were two huge twists in these episodes. Yes, yes. Remember last episode, last last podcast, I was saying, well, what's going to happen? I mean, Cottonmouth is in jail. Nothing's going to happen. Well, was I surprised? The twi- I can't <laughs> believe I mean, they, they blew me away with a twist in this. Yeah. Uh, in this first episode, I mm-hmm. believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did one big one in this episode. They did one big one in the next episode. Let's right. talk about them real quick, like, and we'll give our thoughts. It's season mm-hmm. one, episode seven of mm-hmm. Luke Cage on Netflix called Manifest. Uh, so that whole cottonmouth in jail thing, uh, for some reason, uh, Raphael, I, we've learned his last, his first name, I think since uh, it's not Rafe, it's not Rafe Scarf. I wish it was Rafe, but it's not, it's, it was close. It's Raphael. Raphael. We'll, we'll call him Rafe. Yeah. Rafe's, Rafe's ledger is found inadmissible in court and cottonmouth is exonerated and let go. He threatens to expose Luke's real identity if challenged again. And Luke decides, well, I guess that's it for me. I'm going to leave Harlem. But Claire (laughs) convinces him to stay and fight. Cottonmouth reminisces about being raised by, uh, uh, what was her name? Mama Mabel? Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. him uh, Him and Mariah being raised at the behest of their grandmother. Mm-hmm. Who is also a mobster, which is <laughs> <Yeah>. insane. <laughs> a grand mobster. Yeah. That's awesome. Mama Mabel as a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've seen throughout the show Cottonmouth playing at this little keyboardy piano thing. And in these flashbacks, it has shown that uh, he was quite the musical uh, aficionado. In fact, he played this all the time at Mama Mabel's house, and his talents were encouraged by his uncle Pete. In mm-hmm. fact, they talked about maybe even sending him to Juilliard Musical School. He was right. so talented. He had a natural talent. He talked about how they, they he's not even reading sheet music. He just comes up with it in his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, he's encouraged by his Uncle Pete, whom Mabel later forced Cottonmouth to kill after learning Pete had made some side dealings with her rivals. Right. Oh, and he may have probably did molest Mariah. Right. Meanwhile, Misty Knight is investigated by the Internal Affairs Bureau 
while Mariah is put under pressure by her political party to resign from the council. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke attacks the the Cologne gang, takes the weapons, and gives them to Misty. Mm-hmm. Mariah visits Cottonmouth to try to convince him to let go of his obsession with Luke Cage, which leads to an argument that ends with Mariah killing Cottonmouth. Yes. Holy. Uh, Brutally. Brutally. Oh, oh, yeah. She throws him out of the balcony window. And then I don't, I don't I remember what she grabbed. She grabbed something and then beats him to death. It was like a pole. A pole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because he's uh, the argument is over um, Mariah well, and, and Pete. Right. He was saying that she was asking for it. Yes. Yeah. And boy, did she lose it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say rightfully. I mean, she was clearly uh, holding back a lot of emotion and feeling about this. Right. And she was, you know, people do need to let that out. Uh, it's important to let that out. But uh, the direction and means <laughs> in which she let it out yeah. uh, led to whom I th- the person whom I thought was probably was going to be at least one half of the big villain in this show. He's dead in episode seven. Yes. That's incredible. Um, so he's dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, meanwhile, uh, Shades praises her and reveals his plan to frame Luke Cage for the murder. Right. Uh, Misty Knight finds out that Luke Cage is just an alias and he meets with Claire to reveal his true identity when she is shot uh, by uh, the Judas. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lucas hit. Actually, Lucas shot by the Judas. Is he not right? Uh, yeah, right in the midsection. Mm-hmm. Uh, by whom we later find out is Diamondback and the Judas. By the way, the Judas bullet. I don't know if it was mentioned on the show. Uh, it may have been, but the Judas bullet is actually a bullet made up of material from the Chitari invasion from the Avengers movie. Right, it's alien. Mm-hmm. Some of the technology left over. Uh, right. And this has left Luke. Badly wounded. Uh, right. What What did you make of Manifest? Wow. I... <laughs> I'm speechless. I was hoping... I was expecting this episode to be very mellow. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, the... the cons- like everything that happened after Cuttlemouth was arrested. I didn't expect anything that happened in this episode at all. <laughs> yeah. I was very surprised. And the last person I expected that would kill Cottonmouth was Mariah. Right. It was shocking. I... <laughs> yeah. It, the, I love this episode. The, mm-hmm. the backstory... They, man, they've been so good with the backstories. Yeah, these... they did kind of like the, the what they did with Fisk, right? Like yeah. the whole childhood, how this person came... To be a villain. They, yeah, they showed he was this this musical genius who could have mm-hmm. gone to Juilliard. Mm-hmm. Mama Mabel, though, wanted him to be part of the family business. He clearly did not seem like the kind of guy. Like, we saw Pop, a young Pop. He showed mm-hmm. up at one point. Mm-hmm. He was even mocking him, uh, Cottonmouth. And, like, it was clear this, this kid didn't want to be mixed up in all of this. He wanted right. to... You know, he wanted to be like what they were doing with Mariah. Mariah was being put through fancy schools and she was going to mm-hmm. be a doctor someday or a lawyer or, you know, a politician, obviously she grew up to be. 
Um, and that's what he wanted. He didn't want to be involved in any of this stuff, and he kept his hand kept being forced into it. And uh, yeah, and when they had that confrontation before she killed him, he said that to her. He said, "You know, you were always the one that were they were protecting you all the time, mm-hmm. and I was always expected to be, you know, this criminal." While you yeah. weren't and went to college and did all this, so yeah. Yeah, he just wanted he just wanted to to do his music. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be a good dude, and yeah. uh, it didn't it didn't work out that way. And when you know he was saying that stuff to her, I I think he was saying it to hurt her because he was mad. Right. Um, often people say, and you know, often people say things to people just to hurt them and they don't necessarily mm-hmm. mean it or whatever. I don't know if he meant it or not, but that's the gist I was getting was that he was just throwing it in her face because he was just mad and wanted to throw it in her face. And then she exploded. And mm-hmm. when she threw him off that thing, I'm like, oh my God, like what's going to happen now? And she's like, goes over and pounding on him. I'm like, boy, she's laying a beating on this guy. And when yeah. she's done, I'm like, he looks dead. Is he dead? Oh my God, he's dead. Yeah. And that blew my mind. <laughs> yes. I was like, whoa. It's like he, I thought he was like the, like the focused bad guy for this whole season. Me too. And not only was he not killed by the, or taken out by the superhero, he was taken out by essentially his, for family, for more or less sister. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Was not yeah. expecting that. Uh, well, but for me, the most disturbing thing wasn't that scene. It was the scene where um, he's uh, cut a mouth when he's younger. He's um, kind of like coerced to kill his uncle. Yeah, because Pete was Pete was de- Pete was double dealing with rivals. Yeah, but still, he's a kid, and he, you know, I don't, I, I didn't understand if Mabel was his mom or his grandmother. Grandmother. Okay. Yeah. Still, she made him kill someone. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's insane. Awful. Right? I mean, and and it ties in. It ties these two tie in because there's a scene with Shades where he's talking to Mariah, who's in shock from what she did, mm-hmm. and he says a line to her that ties in perfectly to that moment with Pete and uh, and Cottonmouth. Right, it's like the the first one is always the hardest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we saw that with with yeah. Cottonmouth. Like he he did that first one. It it wasn't easy, but he did it. Yep. And then he kind of became desensitized to it. And he's he's kind of teaching her that same lesson. It's like mm-hmm. eh, you know, it's not it's not easy at first, but once you're used to killing people, it's like nothing. You, you'll get yeah. it. it's like riding a bike. <laughs> yeah, uh, a horrible yeah. horrible bike. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But yeah, this was a this was a very good episode. Mm-hmm. What would you give this one? Uh, I'm gonna give it a four point five. Okay. I'm gonna. I was gonna give this four and three quarters. Mm-hmm. But if you go listen to another podcast we did, Aurora broke with tradition that broke with the <laughs> tradition that I originally broke from. I'm going to give this episode a four point eight. Oh, there we go. Yes, I was. This is close. I've given an episode of five already, I believe, this season. Um, this was very close. I love mm-hmm. the flashbacks. I love when they tell these stories that, like, this character is way, way more complex than you thought. Like, there's a lot yeah. more going on. And the way yeah. they tie it all together, urgh, I almost want to give it a five. Okay, you've talked me into it. I'm giving it a five. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm 
moved it up <laughs> two tenths of a point. And nobody talked me into it. I talked myself into it. <laughs> but other than that, um, I love I love this episode. You know what? I think I found uh, I found my Luke Cage in a tux thing. Like Luke Cage in a tux does it for you. If Marvel mm-hmm. does like villain flashbacks that show more complex, oh, side, there we go. I'm a sucker for it. <laughs> but Every I still time. think that the Fisk episode is you. You like that one better, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like yeah. That's like one A to this one's one B. This was yeah. the Fisk one was way better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fisk is still the I I think might still be the best villain mm-hmm. they've had on on any Marvel thing any right. like anywhere, but. Uh, yeah, I'm. I like this episode. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> the next episode, which had another twist in it. Yes, back to back twists. Uh, season one, episode eight of Luke Cage, called "Blowing Up the Spot." So Claire gets Luke into an ambulance with uh, a driver who's taking them around on the down low, mm-hmm. and uh, to a hospital. Although I think it's a, a woman's clinic, and I think right, 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 yeah. Uh, but they are attacked by Diamondback and Rout. They take refuge and oh, they are going to take him to the hospital. They take refuge in the women's clinic, where Claire examines Cage's tissue to try to find a way to take the Judas shrapnel out. Mm-hmm. Candace, a waitress at uh, or hostess at Stokes Club, tells the police that it was Luke Cage who killed him, making Misty Knight suspicious of Mariah naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Misty calls Cage and informs him of the accusation while another officer triangulates his location or at least attempts to uh, she arrives at the clinic attempting to arrest him but they are attacked by Diamondback again Cage seems to recognize him from childhood mm-hmm. with Diamondback blaming him for uh, blaming Luke says he left him to rot Right, uh, Luke Follows Diamondback to the United Palace, which is a an old theater, I think, in uh, in Harlem. It's a really awesome looking place. Yeah, by it's the way. beautiful. Yeah, it looks like one of those old timey. Looks like something out of like King Kong, maybe. Yeah, that's why they brought King Kong to display him to all the frightened <laughs> New Yorkers. Uh, <laughs> so he follows them there, overpowers him, but uh, he manages to escape. Mariah secretly pays Candace for testifying against Luke. In custody, Claire uh, insists that Luke is innocent, making Misty so angry that she assaults her before the inspector intervenes and has Claire released. And uh, Diamondback finally catches up with Luke Cage on a side street. They have an argument at which point Diamondback reveals that he is Luke Cage's brother in much more colorful language, shoots him again with a Judas bullet, once again penetrating Luke's skin and knocks him into the back of a garbage truck, and he is hauled away. Uh, Presumably to be seen again. There are some episodes left. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that was yet another big twist. Yeah. What did you think of blowing up the spot? I mean, a lot, a lot happened in this episode, but can we talk a little bit about Claire Temple? Because mm-hmm. I um, <laughs> she's seen so much. <laughs> she's been through so much. Yes. And she always has such a calm, you know, attitude mm-hmm. about everything. 
even when Misty's attacking her, the way that she responded was she's so like Oh calm. yeah. <laughs> she basically gave her a girl please. Yes. She's just like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I understood why I understood why Misty got upset. Like she's blaming she got close to Luke Cage and she's kind of blaming like if if this really happened, if Luke is really responsible for all this, she's kind of turned a blind eye to it because right, she had this right. relationship with him, so she, I think she's kind of mad at herself, even though she's it's misplaced because Luke is innocent. But mm-hmm. um, she's kind of she's kind of losing it over all of this. Her her partner turned out to be a a, a mole, and he's now he's dead. A lot of yeah. bad stuff has happened to Misty, and she's 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 also very upset. But Claire is awesome. I mean, this yes. is I mean, it's possible if these shows continue this way. We might just rename it to the Claire Temple Fan Podcast because <laughs> she is she has been in all of these shows. She has, yeah, and she always she's, she's so always good. the one saving the superhero. Yeah, yeah. In I mean, every I, single episode, she's the one that has saved the superhero. I mean, she's been through a lot. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know, being a nurse in the ER makes you this person. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, you know, but I mean, she's she's also been through two seasons of Daredevil and the the thing with Jessica Jones. Like she's mm-hmm. uh, she has seen a lot. Like this is kind of like maybe old hat to her now, where it's just like you know another super powered person yeah. in danger. I guess I have to save yeah. their butts. Uh, but know, I, if- of course, she stood up to Misty because you know, number one, she knows Luke is innocent, and when right. when Claire Temple knows a thing, she knows a thing, and don't try mm-hmm. to tell her any different. But uh, you know, she's also it's also that, but she's also stared down far worse than an angry police officer at this point. <laughs> right. And she's lived right. to tell about it, so yeah. Yeah. And the thing that I liked the most um about her in this episode was when she was trying to get the bullet out of mm-hmm. Luke Cage. Um and they couldn't because of the the type of skin that uh Luke Cage has. And the way that she was um reacting to this was like, oh my god, this is amazing! That yeah, your body is amazing. I, is I can't so take cool. this out. Yeah. yeah, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cause, yeah, she was talking about even like she can't get through a soft tissue, like the right. stuff that's not even supposed to be very protective. Like all of yeah. it is like super hardened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was even kind of explain. I don't even I don't remember it, but she was even sort of trying to sciency explain right, like right. why uh, why his skin is so impenetrable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, she's so much fun. And uh, the, I don't know. Did you did you feel like did you see the twist coming? Where he's like, "I'm your brother." I didn't. I did not think it was I, coming. Like when Luke recognized him at first, I'm like, "Is he somebody from prison that, that I'm supposed to remember from the prison flashbacks?" But he didn't look familiar. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I know. So he, the fact that he doesn't know that Luke that the fact that Luke doesn't know that this is his brother, I'm wondering because it sounds like they grew up together. Right. But he didn't know it was his brother? Like, that's so messed up. Yeah, I don't know what's happening there. And we've been hearing Diamondback um, throughout the episodes, but we never knew who he was. Right. So when he said he's Diamondback, I was like, wait. I thought, like, Diamondback was, like, I don't know, like a mafia leader or something. Right. The way that they were describing him. And it's this guy with this, you know, alien weapons and... Yeah, he's like a gun, a gun runner kind of. Yeah, dabbles so in I, alien tech and Justin Ham, stolen Justin Hammer stuff. But right. uh, yeah, I mean, 
that was that was unexpected. I'm I'm curious to see where I mean because they 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 ditched the guy you thought was going to be the villain and introduced the new villain, right? Uh, within the span of a couple of episodes, I I really I, I didn't think this was as good an episode as the last one, but mm-hmm. the twist was really good. I like how they shook up the show. Like the show is almost over. There's not that many episodes left, and uh, there are what one two three. Four, Four, five episodes left, mm-hmm. and with five episodes left, they shook up who you thought the villain was. Right, that's but I mean, crazy. you know, Diamondback now is the new villain, but I felt like Mariah is also becoming yes. a very disturbing villain because in this episode, there's a scene where um, she drops off the that hostess. Oh, right, right, right. She's like, yeah, she's a good girl or whatever. Um, right, she, she'll keep her mouth shut. Right. And uh, Shade's like, and if she doesn't, uh, just very casually, she's like, oh, we'll just have to kill her. Yeah, so casually. Yeah. Um, that was really scary to see her talk like that. So uh, she's interesting to see how she right. will take that role as a villain now. And if th- and if the heat doesn't blow onto Luke Cage, mm-hmm. her, attention, her attentions might start turning towards him. Uh, so, yeah, we, we could still have the two villains. It's just one of them is not one we expected. Right. At all. Like, I mean, I expected her to be villainous, but like in the crooked politician type way. Right, right. Uh, I'm super curious to see where this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Just two two really good episodes and two really good twists. Um, yeah, and I also want to see how they're going to get that stuff out of location. <laughs> yeah. It seems like uh, it's not going to be too easy. It's not like they can really get in there, right? No, yeah. Uh, you're right. I'm not sure what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And it certainly that does certainly seem to work. I mean, Claire said that she's going to figure it out. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm sure she will. <laughs> if she was smart, she would just call Tony Stark. I'm sure he's probably got something, but we sure. can't do that because I, I don't think these Marvel Netflix shows have the budget to afford Robert Downey Jr. But <laughs> right. uh, with that, with you know, with that being the case, that just means Claire Temple is going to have to be the smartest one in the room and do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. The more yeah. more Claire Temple, the better. Yeah, as uh, as I noted, this is now the Claire Temple fan podcast. <laughs> um, what would you give? Blowing up the spot. Um, I'm gonna give it a four, a solid four. I gave this one a four as well. I didn't have any problem thinking uh, thinking up a score for this one. I knew exactly, even with the twist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, this. I, I knew this was not as good an episode as the last one because last one it had it had the twist, which was like, oh my god, what an right. amazing twist! But it had that great backstory goodness mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i am a sucker for it uh <laughs> if uh, if marvel is only interested in getting five ratings out of me they will just do every episode it's just villain backstory uh <laughs> and i'll just fall for it 13 five geeky glass episodes it's all it's all the same <laughs> thing but oh, i love it so much yep. uh all right so that is the show for this week but we'll come back and talk two more episodes. Uh, we're going to talk episode 9, DWYCK, and episode 10, called Take It Personal. <laughs> 